0: Welcome back to another episode of Nebraska Soccer Talk. This is your host, Jack Hoover. Today, I'm joined, as always, by Owen Godberson. What's going on, everybody? How you been? So we got a good podcast today. We're going to be talking about our game of the week that we just covered, the success of the Omaha women's soccer team to win their first Summit League championship. Insert confetti and applause here. Absolutely. And to help us break it all down, because, you know, we like to talk soccer, but we're not the experts. So we brought in an expert today. We've got former Omaha women's soccer player, Avery Howard. Avery, how are we doing today?
1: I'm great. It's a great week to be an Omaha women's soccer alum, you could say. Yeah, excited
2: to be a part of the Maverick program. So like that was that was such a that was such a fun weekend.
1: It was it was a dream come true for everyone involved. I know in that program, especially the girls on the team. So really, really exciting day.
2: Plus that quadruple header on Saturday. The Mavericks went four for four. So uh, to take, you know, because I'm the most unbiased person on this podcast. Go Mav! (laughs)
0: I'll try to you as much as I can. Go Jays. I will two-foot you. We can edit that out. (laughs) So before we get into
2: the nitty-gritty of the final, and what a final it was, it's a first-time appearance for Avery Howard on the podcast. So we've got... Some guest questions, some get to know you ones. Uh, that w- that we have a recurring segment to get to know our most popular guests. So Avery, first things first, your favorite pizza spot in Omaha?
1: Pitch. I love Pitch. Ooh. Pitch in uh-huh, in Dundee, and I love their pizza. But you have to start with their truffle fries. Their truffle but, fries. Oh okay. yeah, you get you, you get like three dips. They're fantastic. But yeah. Pitch Pizza is my favorite. Ooh, the truffle
2: fries. We're getting fancy on this podcast already. Oh, yeah, I love it. Your favorite away stadium that you have ever played at.
1: Yeah. See, now that I think about it, I feel like I have to go with Gonzaga. And it just was something about, I think, that entire trip that I loved. But the field itself was just so well kept. Playing on real grass is always the best, I think, when it's just really well taken care of. I mean, shout out to Coniglia, obviously, but real grass is something different. The other thing I think would be close is maybe Arkansas. I mean, playing in an SEC school is always fun. Their field had a little bit of an arch to it, but I don't think we care at that point when you have a full stadium and, you know, you're playing SEC school. And yeah, I think those are the two that come to mind is Arkansas and Gonzaga. It's the two fields that when I watch other people play now, I'm like, wow, it's really cool that I, I played there.
0: Arkansas would not have been one that popped off the the list in my opinion not at all but I mean they do have good facilities down there you know the SEC likes to pour a lot of money into all athletics so it would make sense that their soccer facilities would reflect that I mean I've heard
2: the SEC is a great football conference but uh which football conference I mean who knows right Right. exactly so next one up uh your soccer idol growing up Who, who was the player that you looked up to the most that you emulated your game off of
1: uh, I don't know if I can say I emulated my game offer, but obviously it's the cliche. It's the Mia Hams, because when I was younger, it was, you know, it wasn't social media yet. It was like the books you picked up in the library. So I used to memorize all of her quotes and all the things that she used to say. I had the famous um, Brandy Chastain picture in my room, obviously. So I'd go back and watch those clips on YouTube during like the World Cup cup i think it was, it was 2010 uh, i think women's world cup 2010 and then 20... 2014 2018 something like there mm-hmm. 2011 whenever the, whenever the team was like abby Wambach, rapino mm-hmm. like in their prime Sydney larue i was obsessed with those girls but i was number nine for the longest time mia ham third grade research project mia ham so
2: i am so glad you said uh LaRue. I, larue is one of my favorite players that i have ever mm-hmm. Her and, and I know they're not together anymore. Her and Dom Dwyer were honestly, a, they were a favorite couple of mine in yeah, soccer. Yeah. And honestly, uh, this I don't think that's that much of a hot take. I think she's a better footballer than he ever was. But that's fair.
0: I will say well, their kid gonna be pretty good. Their kid's gonna play for the national team. Their
1: their kid is gonna be good, and he's got attitude. I love it. I don't know if you guys watch the stories, but he's got like an attitude about it too, which is even better.
2: Oh, I cannot wait. World Cup, what would that be? 20, something in the
0: 2040s. That's yeah. a, year, a grizzled Christian Pulisic with a young cat. <laughs> yeah. So what, when you
2: are off air, when you're off the pitch, when you're on, when you are just relaxing, what is it that you do to take care of yourself?
1: honestly like when it wasn't soccer it was kind of like my maintenance days really it was like trying to find the joy and basically like going to the grocery store and organizing the apartment um truly me and my roommates would sit down and watch soccer other teams that we would played let's say if we weren't playing and there was games going on if not it was honestly just doing everyday things without the rush of having to go to class or practice so i would say my roommate and I on our off days like that we truly found enjoyable were enjoying a car ride to Trader Joe's and like not sprinting there and back (laughs) and like just time on the couch together really just watching soccer um um, we'd watch a movie tv shows yeah I would say it really was just enjoying what probably people do on everyday basis just now without having to go to rehab or practice or a game team meal whatever it may be
2: Watching game film in your in your off time, Tim doesn't have any power you over you anymore. You don't have to say <laughs> these PR answers.
1: No, no, no. no, I'm being serious though. Like we, ESPN Plus has so many college games now that it's such a blast to go back. And I mean, there's so many days that I think on a Monday night or, or Monday or Sundays or off day, like we would go back and watch games on demand. Like my favorite team of. I will watch every one of their games as North Carolina, like I will watch every game and I will always watch their games on demand like I don't miss because they're so fun to watch. So yeah, I mean, we wouldn't be playing soccer, but we'd be watching it. But I will say the fun part is a lot of us have teammates all over the place, right? Or like people we used oh, yeah. to play with across, across paths with. So I mean, a- among the NCA right now, it's really entertaining just to go back and be like, oh, this girl played for my club or I mean. Yeah, that's a really fun thing for me too. still as an alumni watching people that I know still play college soccer.
2: Love it. Last one. And this is this is a personal favorite of mine. If you could two foot one person in the world with no repercussions, who is it?
1: I'm, I'm not going to say any names here, which is boring. But <laughs> <Good>. um,
2: <laughs> again, but, the PR answers. I love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But um, to anyone, that I guess that was my teammate or I guess if Tim watches this. This person gave me a concussion in a game my sophomore year, and like I truly got the brunt of it. Like I had the concussion, and she fell to the ground and basically gave off this great act. And I will go back and watch on the ESPN Plus, and their announcer, obviously home announcer, was like, "Oh no!" Like their player, you know, yada yada, and she's like kind of holding her head or whatever. And I'm like legit sitting there, like head throbbing, trainers coming out, whatever. Anyway, it wasn't that dramatic, but like she put on a nice show. And ever since I've watched her play games since, I mean the girls on the ground, every play. And I think it just irks me because I got the concussion and I'm like, oh, like anyway, hard part about it is that she wins awards like every single season conference. But if there's a player, that would be it. Because I don't know, I don't do well with the that's fair. The act the acting.
2: <laughs> that is that is fair. I'm I'm never <laughs> one for for appreciating the play acting either. So I totally get it. Uh yeah. Now that the icebreakers are out of the way, we <laughs> get on to the important aspect of the show. And we touched on at the beginning. My goodness, what a weekend it was
0: for the Mavericks. Yeah. I mean, this was I probably since the D three national championship so many years ago, this was probably the highest moment that Omaha women's soccer has reached in many, many years. And you've been around the program. You were there for four years. This is your first year out, correct?
1: Yeah, I graduated in May. So, about basically a year ago to the day was when it all ended. Yeah.
0: You've been around for five seasons at a minimum. And can you kind of talk about starting out as a freshman to now as a graduate, seeing these players reach this level, kind of what that means and how much the program's grown in the past five years?
1: Oh, gosh. I mean, I even came on my first unofficial visit when I was like, a sophomore in high school, because that's when the whole process starts. And, you know, Omaha popped up on my radar because we had some mutual connections and I had no idea in a million years that one, obviously I'd be disinvested in a program. And two, when you go on a visit, you know, you, you like the coach or you like the team chemistry. I think at the time I didn't realize where the program was at. I had no idea we were kind of in a losing streak. I really appreciated what we had to offer. Obviously we go through a coaching change. And as a freshman, I think you're just trying to figure out, where you've really committed to honestly because you only see a snippet of it on your official visit and so to really be a part of a program that was kind of on the up where we were really striving for no longer just you know i don't know mediocrity i think anymore uh each year they're just like i think there was a growing sense of pride from just the top down i mean i think that came with the coaching change and i think huge kudos to tim each year we just kind of built a bigger identity. And so by the time I was a junior, senior, I really think I understood what it meant to this program to be achieving championships because for a long time, that wasn't our reality. Really, it was, you know, we're trying to get better each year. So to see it come to fruition this year is so meaningful because I think Tim even said it in the article in the paper. He was like, the ones that are still around the field right now are some of the first players I ever recruited. And so I think for everyone to be there it kind of just proved what this means to the program especially for the players that aren't a part of it anymore but were the ones to kind of get us here even when this wasn't really the vision right or it was the vision but it didn't seem necessarily possible and now to see it go from uh, a far away dream to an expectation is i think exactly what we've wanted to see for a long time
0: yeah absolutely um did you have any questions said that
2: in the preface to the tournament not or to the final itself not
0: off the top of my I I just honestly want to talk about that final bro it was
1: <laughs> madness yeah
0: yeah so break that down for us I mean you were there you were pitch side for the whole game you've been following the team around the whole season a little bit yeah talk, let's talk about the game what do we see about yeah. from Omaha's perspective and Oral Roberts perspective maybe some players you thought played especially well I can name one right now I tell you right
2: now Consmo
0: yeah national goalkeeper yeah. of the week there you
2: uh go. yeah freshman and yeah. somebody that before this year I had never heard about. So from just how much did that kind of late season surge from Consum? I don't know if that would surprise you, but kind of like take you back a little bit. Like, holy expletive. Like, I did not know she had that in her locker.
1: Totally. Well, I don't – yeah, because I know back in the preseason she had to step in against Boulder Colorado and um she was kind of hurt and Mia had gotten hurt. And so she had to step in and I remember having a kind of a moment of moment of panic for her because you're playing a huge school. She was kind of injured a little bit, couldn't take goal kicks. And this is your first collegiate appearance. And I think we were already losing at that point. You know, so I didn't know what to really expect from her. And you know, at that point you're kind of like, just get through it, right? And so for her to I think get from that point, that was kind of her first appearance for us to how she ended this year and I think that even goes back not even the championship against South Dakota State like the first bowl game right where you get both has no longer just splitting time and to step up the way she did and I also just think with a sense of calmness and just poise is what I think impressed me the most because she wasn't my goalie ever so I don't know what to expect necessarily and I've only seen her so much but I think that was the one thing that st- stood out for me was just She looked like she'd been there before, which I thought was really cool.
2: Yeah. And that's something that I noticed during the game itself was like, as a freshman, as a young goalkeeper at this level, you expect mistakes. You don't expect that level of confidence. I mean, look, being six foot one obviously helps, but the confidence that she showed coming off her line for crosses, for like, she was so decisive. She was so good in the air with her decision making. We even saw that one v one save uh laid on in the game. It wouldn't have counted because it was offside, but nonetheless, she made that save. And uh, you look at a player like like Consmo and to step up in her first season in a game as big as this. I mean, she had a big game in the semifinal too, but in the final, that one save she had off the corner kick. I, I don't. This is not hyperbole, folks. One of the best saves I have ever seen
0: in person in my life. My word. To give credit where credit is due, I also just want to say shout-out to little Roberts goalie for their save on Sophia Green. I mean, that was a great goal performance in that game. For L- both Louisa Ramsdauer was sensational that game as yeah. well. She was
2: – this was a goalkeeping classic and something that I very much enjoyed watching, but I'm biased towards
0: goalkeepers. Yeah. For
2: people who actually watch this sport to see goals, not the most entertaining, but I, I – I loved this final I thought people, it
0: was brilliant people love to knock zero zero results say it's boring and there are boring zero zero draws but this wasn't one I mean that this was an action-packed final both goalkeepers played out of their minds and it I think it ended the right way with the shootout it felt like it kind of had that feel to it from the start you know both teams were playing at such a high level it had to go down to just like the thinnest of margins possible Also, I want clarification on this. What happened on that Oral Roberts penalty that, like, bounced down and didn't look like it went in? Oh, so the one that went off both crossbars. Yeah.
2: I'm not – you might have had a better angle on this than I did, eh, since you were pitch side. Still not. In the shootout.
1: The one that went
2: bar down and then bar down again.
0: I'm still not convinced it crossed. I'm not either.
1: I think it did. I think it did. But since it happened so quick – Mm-hmm. It was like they didn't like I don't I don't even know. Can you review anything in a summit league final? They'll I don't know. So, <laughs> <summer> <laughs> Yeah. Since I, I since I think it looked close enough, I really do think they just kind of went with it. Okay. I was standing right next to Tim and Tim was like standing there looking at the refs, like, are you gonna give a call? Are we gonna okay? We and were, the next we're
2: person- 10 seconds up in the booth, we were like, they didn't motion. Yeah.
1: They were yeah. they just
2: stood there and I was like, Did that,
1: did that Yeah. one? If I remember correctly, I only think the reason why they also thought it might have won in is because basically where Emma was standing, if it would have landed behind her, I think physically it had to have crossed the line. There. But outside of that, like that was the only thing that I could think of in that moment that I was like, I don't know what we're calling here.
2: So coming back, there is something that I wanted to talk to you about about this final, just mentality-wise. Anytime the Mavericks have been in a in a Summit League final, whether on the men's or women's side, to be perfectly honest, it's few and far between where they're the favorites. South Dakota State and Denver in the past, they haven't. Like they, they've always been those finals where we haven't been favored. Going into a final at home where you're the three-seed against the four-seed, there's not a whole lot in that. But the Mavericks, in all intents and purposes here, were favorites. How does that change a mentality going into a final?
1: I would say I kind of looked at it in two ways. One, I went and talked to the girls the week of and asked them some questions. And I could instantly tell there was more of an excitement. And I think a, I think more of like a fired up feeling, truly. Um, They're just kind of seemed to be this feeling of this is it this is our year versus being like oh just another final for us against the top dogs right yeah but i also think at the same time as an alumni i felt this way too i didn't want to get ahead of myself and be like okay it's a you know we got this one in the bag and i think that's a little bit of how i think the mindset was going back and forth because some of my friends on the team were like no we're so excited i think the energy is there And then a few of them were like, I'm really excited, but I actually am kind of nervous because I don't want us to think we just have this one. And like you said, three versus four, wasn't a huge, huge jump, but it wasn't the North Dakota, not North Dakotas, Denver's and South Dakota States that we always are used to seeing. And I do think in a way it helped for a pretty young team, obviously starting 11, was pretty veteran, but for a young team to beat a South Dakota state in a final semifinal away I think gave such a push for this final because I think it kind of reiterated if we can do that, we can do this. Yes, granted it came down to a PK, but I think if you watch the way we played in spurts, there was a sense of confidence, not a sense of fear.
2: Yeah, and I loved watching that mentality. Um, Something you said about South Dakota State away – Fishback Soccer Complex is kind of becoming a favorite away ground for Omaha women's soccer. There are some (laughs) big results that have been pulled off there over the years. Huge. So it it may be an intimidating place to go play, but you guys have pulled it off numerous times in the past. So maybe not like – maybe that one we might have their number on.
1: Maybe. And if we can keep it that way, then let's do it. But
2: (laughs) Knock
0: on
1: wood. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, well, perfect. Um, well, now we get to look ahead, right? We get to find yeah. out, you know, we found out, what was it, Tuesday, Monday, that our the opponent is going to be the Notre Dame, Fighting Irish, 0-1 seed, out of South Bend, top five team in the country. I think they're ranked number four right now. Have you gotten a chance to look at the Irish at all? Try to break them down whatsoever?
1: Briefly, I can't say I've watched them play a full game right. this year, but looking at what they've posted, what NCA posts. It's not hard to recognize very quickly that this is obviously a top five team. And I think for Notre Dame, they've come close the past few years as well. And it's not necessarily where they want to go. So I think this is a huge year for them. But when you look at everything they post on Instagram, Twitter, you look at their highlights, you look at their stats, it's you can't even pick like one player. It's mm-hmm danger from all angles which is expected in a Notre Dame program and you know in a regional one seed that's what you're going to get but I haven't been able to watch them play a full game but it seems like they play a very complete game of soccer which is expected and I think honestly really exciting for this Omaha team to go up against especially to say they are playing an ACC school which obviously ACC women's soccer is I would say unmatched
0: (laughs) right top tier I mean you got your North Carolinas which is probably the greatest women's soccer program of all time you know or argue
2: against that one yeah
0: Notre Dame of course and then you know I'm sure the schools like Virginia Pitt making it for the first time which I was surprised by because I mean you'd think you'd hear a name like Pitt and you think they'd be much more of a storied program but I mean they had a great run (laughs) too in the tournament I believe for the ACC
1: it, and it's funny because you guys just named like four or five, and we didn't even name Florida State,
0: right? No, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. you
1: know, you know. So it's, it's like very you can't recent, even stop. yeah. Yeah. It, yeah.
2: Uh, how are I know obviously not being on the team, but I still like uh, you have so many connections to the team. What's What's the vibe going into this tournament? What's kind of the mentality going into this first round matchup on Saturday?
1: Yeah, um, I haven't talked to them strictly about the game yeah. um i think this is a huge milestone for us obviously yeah. and i think check one was getting past, past the semi-final and i think then step two was also not finishing second right and so i think now this next milestone is you know we made it here. Let's enjoy every moment. And I'm not saying we're just going to go and settle to go playing this game. But I think for a lot of them, eyes are wide open right now. Everything is super cool that's happening. It's, you've got a selection show. We've got a trophy in our trophy case. We've got gear that's coming in with NCA patches. So there's a lot of things for the first time that I think is just for them and this team, I think even as an alumni, seeing the things that they're receiving and enjoying is just kind of a moment of awe, truly. So I think right now, I don't even know if some of them are even realizing how big of a moment this is. Sometimes it takes me even a few months removed from soccer that I'm like, I just finished four years of D1 soccer, and it doesn't even hit you, right? So I think for a lot of these girls in this moment, it's truly, this is a very cool moment. So tactically, soccer-wise, I don't know what's going through the heads right now, or what practice looks like, but I do know that every moment has been cherished like deeply from every player.
2: It's funny. You mentioned that. Cause my next question was going to be, if you <laughs> were Tim, what would your, yeah. what, what would you be looking at for this final? Like how, if the Mavericks were to pull up one of the cup sets of all cup sets, <laughs> yeah. what needs to happen? What, what would you like as the soccer brain on this podcast for right now, yeah. what, what would you be telling the girls born how would you be lining up kind of what what would be your mentality going into that to to try and pull off
1: well i think automatically it's like hey you're not expected to win anything here right now you you have truly nothing to lose we've accomplished exactly what we would accomplish like go into this game and don't play with fear because i think if we sit back too much one yeah it's going to happen naturally cuz they're going to have a lot of offensive power but i it's truly just a mentality of being confident enough to try to prove ourselves in small moments of the game how can we implement what we do maybe not throughout the whole round of the game because we know it's not going to be possible right we can't those aren't things we can do in a full summit league game but how can we in spurts you know connect passes or you know find our forwards speed from our center back or how can our center mids get involved little things that are our identity and if we can do those things, I think that'll be even a step forward for the next season or the next game. Right. So I think it's how can we be Omaha soccer and on the huge stage? And I just don't think there's any reason for us to play with fear right now when, you know, we're, there's nothing expected of us right now. So take the moment for what it is and enjoy it, but also go out there and compete like we always do. And don't you know, it's a big moment. But any people I think any team would be really excited to be in this moment. Right.
2: Uh, yeah. And, and something that I would, if the folks were to tune in and watch this game, something that I, I was just thinking about with the hot, with as much possession in this game as Notre Dame's likely to have, you'd imagine their uh, defensive line to be up towards a halfway line. So yeah. we can maybe, I mean, you told me leading up to the final, and I really didn't believe you all that much of how fast Schmidt is, but quick. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is a rapid player. If yeah. we if that line is high enough for Notre Dame and the ball goes through to Schmidt in behind, Beautiful. keep an eye on that folks. Cause that might, that might be, that might be something that can unlock the Notre Dame
0: defense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Whatever happens, it's going to be a great game. Everyone needs to tune in Saturday at two o'clock or is that two o'clock Eastern time? Is it three o'clock?
1: Mm, that's a good question. Now that you say that.
0: Professionalism at its finest. You know, we try. Yeah. I love it. <laughs>
1: I forget that South Bend is different time.
0: Yeah, exactly. I just I was sure. saying that I realized it might be Eastern time. Tune in. It's gonna be a good one though. South Bend, make maybe make the trip over, you know? Give them some. Don't don't
2: tempt me. T- <laughs> t- don't thread me with a good time.
0: South Bend's a good place, I assume. But this yeah.
2: Is, so my family's all Notre Dame fans yes. for like every other sport. Football, that like that is our university outside UNO the the mood in the god percent group chat this week has been notre dame is in the bin for this week there you go we're wearing a crimson and black <laughs> pull it off tim let's do it
0: yeah right, let's it, go it really would be a cup set for the ages now i guess one last question uh it's nice to live in the moment and think about where the program has been in the past and how it got to this point but do we want to kind of peer into the crystal ball for a second and think about how this might help the program going forward and what the repercussions the implications might be of this win
1: huge i think huge i think for a long time the goal was can we make it to the tournament now the next goal when we surprise ourselves i think even my freshman year by beating south Dakota state making it to the final it was like okay maybe this is you know we got lucky and then to make it three out of the four years that i was there it was no longer And it was no longer acceptable, truly, in our program to not be there each year. So, for us to finally get over the hurdle of beating second place and having a Summer League title to our own, I think it should go very far in recruiting. And I also just think making a statement truly of what we've really been doing here at the university on the soccer side, just because, you know, we don't get talked about all the time, you know, as much as I think. We wear the name of our city on our jerseys. I think sometimes we still, you know, are compared to a few teams within the state. And yeah, we're all in different conferences, but I think it's important to recognize the quick, uh, fast-paced transition this program has taken, especially under Tim. In the last six years he's been there, but even just in the last four, the three years, truly of making tournament appearances and making final appearances. So... I'm really excited for where this is, can go and the junior class that we have right now. I think all has two more years of eligibility. So to have them there to, you know, mentor these next, you know, freshmen recruits, whatever that may be, is huge. And I'm really happy to say that I share time with them because I know they're great people and I know they're even great. Pl- I mean, I was going to say greater players, but they're not. They're greater people, which is really important to our, our program. And that's what's going to take us really far.
2: And that's a testament to them as people because they're not phenomenal players. So
0: Yeah, truly. <laughs> well, I think that was a good way to end it. Very sentimental note. Um, do you have any final <laughs> parting thoughts either on the Mavs season, the tournament, anything else in general? Or if not, we can leave it at that.
2: Yeah. yeah. Any parting thoughts for the crowd?
1: Um, I would just say if you're in the Omaha area in the next season, I would really encourage you to go watch them play and – that's, that's all Omaha sports, but I also just think there's a huge shift in energy in the program right now for a lot of Omaha sports. And so I'd really encourage you to go watch. And I know there's a lot of alum that are really proud to be Omaha graduates. And I think it's because of a new change in effort and just, like I said, energy that seems to be being poured into our athletes. And I think this is the first Testament that we're seeing right now, right off the bat and that the fall season. So, you know, I'm really proud and I'm really excited to see where this goes, and I It helps to have people support us that not only went to the university but also live here and have a university that has their city on the jersey, you know, so I would say support and make sure you tune in, make sure you are following along with what's going on, because I know everyone that shows up, we appreciate more than you usually know, so that's what I would say.
2: Yeah, definitely go out to a game at Coniglia, because Coniglia is one of the most beautiful venues in college soccer, but also this team is so much fun to watch. So,
0: and they could, could not could
2: not put my stamp of endorsement more on that statement.
0: We could potentially yeah. all be back next year too, right? Yeah, so what she was mentioning there's
2: there's a I I don't think there's a scene is there a single senior on this team?
1: We did. Uh Grace D, she Tori CL again. So, she had her season cut short, but she was our only true senior. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
2: They'll be back in a final next year. I'm calling it right now. Absolutely. (laughs) So much for joining us on the pod tonight. It was an electric weekend. I'm hoping to – are you going to be in South Bend?
1: So I will not be, but Margaret will be there. So Margaret's whole Margaret's whole family is also Notre Dame, born and bred. Chase is there now, so she was going to be there this weekend, and she's like, "I hope Omaha gets Notre because I want to watch the tournament." So she called me and she's like, "Are you coming?" And I'm like, "Dude, I don't know how I'm going to get there unless I leave, whatever." So we'll see, but there's a good chance I know her and her whole family will be there, so that'd be pretty cool.
2: Love it. Well, tune in if you're not going to South Bend, everybody. It'll be a cracker of a game, and then tune in next season. Pay attention, support the team. If any. Plug your socials uh, to get people to follow you because i uh, one of the most talented up and bro- up and coming broadcasters and on air personalities that I've met. So plug your socials. You've got a bright future. ahead of you, And
1: I
0: want people to be able to follow along from the ride.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Go Mavs.
0: Thank right. you. Well, yeah, again, uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone, for Nebraska Soccer Talk. This has been Jack Hoover. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Jack underscore Hova, H-O-V-A. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Owen
2: underscore uh, And I'm not going to plug any other socials because that's where
0: I get up to the the debauchery. That is fair. All right. And then we have been very fortunate to be joined by Avery Howard. Avery, anything? anything, Any socials for you to plug?
1: <laughs> I just going to say, I was like, yeah, I can put them in the comments. No, yeah, I can put them in right now. Um, Avery, A-V-A-R-I-E. And then Howard, 31 on everything. So easy as that.
2: Perfect. Thank you so much. And uh go, Mavs. go maps. Go maps.